Hello and welcome to TFT Talk, the podcast where we talk about all things TFT. You'd do it and you'd be like, it's not good. And it was so good. And I'd always be like, no, I'm not going to share mine anymore. Yeah, you can't really think of it as Mexican food. You have to think of it as like its own thing. Oh, okay. So everybody listening to the podcast, when you see Gary on campus, just punch him in the face. Because I also spend a little bit too much on food. It's everyone's favorite director, Nico Castro. I'm everyone's favorite New Yorker, Zoe Berkeley. Um, I'm Megan Chong. I'm an integrated emphasis. And I'm Gary Easton, and I have a musical theater emphasis. Hey, guys. How are you guys? I'm doing, oh, doing well. Yeah. <laughs> that that week, eight, week eight struggle. Ooh. It really is. Yeah. Honestly, though, when I found out, ooh, spoiler for Nick and Megan, but Gary and I already know this, the Tai Chi finals week 10, not finals week, so... Valid. Oh my goodness. I have to go to office hours tomorrow. No, I need to go. That's a, yeah, that's an important reminder. Thank you, Megan. I, I should go to office hours also. Okay. I'm, I'm chilling, so. <laughs> I love it. I don't know. I find it very relaxing to just like wake up on a Tuesday and be like, oh. I just I, like, like the way that we grade it is on the technique. And I feel like that's where I'm going to fail. Like my stance isn't going to be wide enough or like, I'm going to be like too far on the push or like he he told us on tuesday that he's basically like there is no rubric and he's grading on like vibe oh okay right gary that's what he said he was like he was like it's just how i feel (laughs) yeah he so we did tai chi at our summer program a few years back it's not that hard of a grade i mean as long as you like if you can stay focused and do it slowly like you don't have to worry about it so wait have you done all of these movements before yeah, not the warm up, but I did, I've done this Tai Chi before. Oh my gosh. I didn't even know. Did you went to UCLA summer program? Yeah, in 2017. Oh my gosh, I didn't even know that. Wait, did you go with Iris? No, Iris went this past summer or the summer like before her senior year. I was a little freshman. Oh, okay. Aw. Have you, is you said I've been like your dream school ever since then? Sorry, we're like off topic, but I was just wondering. <laughs> no. No, you probably, I, I don't know, you can probably put this in or not, but I literally left that and was like, I don't want to go here. <laughs> and now he's here. And now he's here. Are you happy that you're here now, though? Oh, absolutely. No, and I think I didn't know what I wanted at that point in a school. And like coming back around the end, I'm like, I don't know how I really didn't strongly consider it earlier on. When I was a freshman, I'm I thought so happy I was a poli sci major, so I didn't know anything. Oh my god, when I was a freshman, I was gonna be a chemical engineer. So fuck being a freshman. Yeah, literally oh freshman. No. As we are freshmen. Yeah. Okay, so given that we're not engineers or poli sci majors, or when we are all at UCLA TFT, Nick, do you wanna ask our first question? That was like a very good segue because I never know how to segue into the into the question. So thank you, Zoe. You're welcome. The way that we like to start every single one of our podcasts is by asking our guests, you know, why do you do what you do? And then what we mean by that is why do you do what you do in theater? So if you kind of just want to start by telling us what you do in theater and then why you do it. So I I love uh, entertaining. Um, I love theater and film and TV. I like as an actor, I kind of have associated it together, at least in what I do. Um, I love just and that doesn't necessarily mean that like, I want like, I don't know, I, I want to ignore like the world's problems and just like be happy-go-lucky all the time. But um, I, I love the days uh, when people just like go to a movie theater 
and see like a really good story and just kind of get their mind off of whatever's going on in their life. And I really want to bring that to people or just, or tell like authentic stories. Um, I don't love to preach. I just love to kind of like do, I guess. Okay. I like theater because, um, well, I'm, I've done acting since I was like 11. Um, but I feel like theater and working like on stage with the, your, um, the rest of the cast, it's like, you feel this energy and this connection that you is kind of lost today. Like, um, even with the audience, like you, there's just this, like, um, you, you feel the, the emotions and the story and it's really exciting. Um, I also used it as like uh, an emotional outlet and like, I feel like I could be anybody. That's why I love acting. Like you could just like step into another person's shoes and then just like completely transform. No, can I ask you a follow-up question? Because I remember one time, cause I remember when you said this and I was like, oh, I think it was on the first day of winter quarter in Dana's class. And you were like talking about how you moved to LA with your dad and for acting and but you're an integrated emphasis so I just like what made you like switch or what made you apply for integrated like what was that like because like what's your interest in that's like making you kind of separate from acting for like your degree uh well I've been taking acting classes like every week since I was 11 so I wanted to just explore like more facets of theater and I think that if I learn more about the directing and writing it'll help in my acting that's yeah would you ever like want to be a director or a writer? Like, would you ever want to do that? I uh, sure. I don't know. That sounds fun. She's also an amazing artist. Thank like, you. Phenomenal. Oh, what medium do you use for your art? Um, I like painting and I mean, I use Procreate now, um, but like just like sketching and stuff. That's amazing. I love that. And, and that's like, a, that's a kind of a perfect segue into our next question, which is kind of stepping out of the theater world. You know, what are other passions that you guys kind of have outside of theater? I love physical responsibility. Like literally, it's so, it's like really random. Um, love managing money. Um, love saving money. Because I also spend a little bit too much on food, mainly Chipotle, which is also a lifestyle, I think I would consider it. Chipotle is in fact a lifestyle, for real. Can I be completely honest? Um, I've never had Chipotle and I doubt that I ever will. Like, I, I just no, hate I Mexican it. food that isn't from my grandma's kitchen. Like, it just all of it feels not authentic to me. So I'm like- you, Yeah, you can't really think of it as Mexican food. You have to think of it as like its yeah, own thing. Yeah. It's Chipotle, it's its own breed. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Megan, what about you? Okay, well, I guess since we talked about art, I, I think definitely, like, ever since I was little, I loved crafts. Like, I used to make stuff out of duct tape. <laughs> um, and I, like, um, I paint all the time. I like cooking, I guess, and baking. I also find that as, like, a form of art because, like, I made my sister's birthday cakes um, and uh, decorating cookies. I, like... Um, play I like made jewelry and stuff uh yeah I love how creative you are and I'm like like you just uh, you take me back to my childhood like when we were like able to kind of just like explore all facets of art and everything like my I, I would like used to just sit and play with clay and I, you said that and I was like <gasps> like my, I had a Raven Simone moment <laughs> I 
my god that's so sweet okay i have a like another follow-up question so stupid for both of you but like this might sound kind of weird but like i know gary like you're talking about like money and you're talking about like managing money which is obviously like a really like it seems like it's not but like would you ever see that like like passion of yours like interlap like overlapping with theater like do you see that crossing over like in like maybe producing or something like that because I know that there is like a very big like financial aspect in like the theater industry like would you ever be interested in like doing stuff like that too like do you see a crossover and like other stuff with theater yeah possibly um I can talk for forever about how like financially unstable Broadway is especially right now um and not just because of like <laughs> not just not just because we don't have live performances, but just it's like been on a really unsustainable track for a long time. Um, but clearly the solution is not something so simple that like I can just think of. Um, otherwise it would have been done by now. Um, the other thing, oh, I do like law, which is weird. My dad went to law school. And so like, we just would talk about that all the time growing up. So um, I've considered doing like entertainment law in the past, but we'll see. Nice. And then uh, Megan, kind of like similar question to you. Do you ever see any of like your passions outside of theater, like kind of interweaving with theater? Yeah, um, actually I didn't, I didn't think about it much until we took Rich Rose's class, which was like my favorite class. I loved his class. And then I, I feel like that's something I could see myself doing, like designing and drawing sets and like coming up with colors and, um, yeah, maybe like costume too. Yeah, that's amazing. Cause like as an integrated studies emphasis, you know, you really do get to see like every single part of theater. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah, that's why I chose it. It's really nice. I just have to say, I'm Megan and I were, I think we still are, but we were in the same like Rich Rose discussion, like, like little discussion group last time. You, I just like, it hit me when now you're talking about art that I've seen your like some of your work because I've seen your set design for rabbit hole and it was so beautiful and I remember you. you also like your I feel like this might be like a jump because obviously I've only seen like that but like you're also so humble about your artwork like I remember you you do it and you'd be like it's not good and it was so good and I'd always be like no I'm not gonna share mine anymore <laughs> no. like, thank you so I just yeah your art you're just beautiful I want to see more of your artwork but we can do that on another time okay um uh I guess just into like the next question that we have for you guys but this is sort of like maybe on the actor perspective of both of you guys or like Gary like a MT perspective but um what's a passion project that you'd like to do and like really think like no limitations to that so like no you don't have like a budget you don't have you have like unlimited resources you can work with whoever you want what's something that you guys are just like dying to be a part of and I guess Megan you can do like not just you can do any of like if you want to direct or write or if you want to act in it like you know just think big and amazing and like what you love to do so yeah um well okay I've always had a dream of doing some kind of book adaptation like because I used to love reading and um I'm, I just want to be the character in the book that seems amazing especially if it's like a superhero I feel like that was so cool yeah you don't really see very many like um Asian female superhero characters so I feel like that would be like the dream I need a seventh season of how to get away with murder and I need to be on it because I need to work with Viola Davis so oh my gosh I've never watched the show 
Oh, okay, and so this is where we end the podcast. We're taking Billy off. I'm sorry. Gary, please don't leave the meeting. It's okay. <laughs> it's not like my favorite show ever, but I do think it is actually like one of the best TV Shows. dramas of our generation. Viola Davis though is just a powerhouse of an actress. I mean, that woman is, I, I can't even like the words, I can't fathom the words just because of how talented she is. I would love to see like Viola Davis and Meryl Streep play off of each other and like, like and see what they would do as two leads and see what that kind of power would bring. It's, I don't know, they're just so amazing. I can't even like, that's like a, so much to think about and I like want it now. <laughs> What is an issue that you guys see? Like we're obviously 18 and Megan is 19. Um, and Gary is also 19. Wait, hold on, JK. There's two 18 year olds and two 19 year olds in this podcast, guys. Just kidding, Zoe can't like think. Okay, but um, obviously we're going into this world that right now is like super unknown because the industry that we are going into is obviously like very inactive right now. And I guess like what is something that you guys see wrong with the industry now and the way that it's been left and like what's something that you want to change about that and then also I guess I can just wait to ask the second part of that question but just what's something that you see wrong with the industry that you would like to fix I think I, I briefly mentioned it earlier it's going to be an even bigger issue after COVID theater especially Broadway national tours everything is really um unsustainable in the way it it's unstable and inaccessible in the way they spend money and it limits like I have so many friends who have literally never seen a live performance or like have been to New York but not seen a Broadway show because the Broadway show itself costs more than the flight like it's just um it's a big issue so it, I feel like to solve it yeah I don't know we need we need theater to be more accessible and the current financial path is not. Do you see like theater continuously going on this like more expensive route? Is that where you see it going? Like you don't think, do you think it has the potential to like become more accessible? I think it's coming back. So we see one of the biggest issues was all the money being spent on productions on Broadway. So you'd have like these crazy high value productions that then they would need to charge like $600 a ticket to try to make money off of, but then nobody can pay that. So they're not getting anybody in the door. So they never, like some crazy, I don't remember the percentage, so I don't just want to throw a number out, but it's the majority of Broadway shows that never even break even and a very small percentage that ever even turn a profit. And more, we see more shows now that are a little bit smaller in scale, smaller cast, smaller budgets, and they can like tune down their ticket price. They can actually get people in the door and then, they make money, which I don't think is a bad thing. Um, and everybody, it's like, it's like a win-win for everybody. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I, I don't really, like, I haven't seen very many plays and I haven't been a part of many. Um, and like, I think, like Gary said, like accessibility is a big thing. And also, um, I mean, issues, it, I don't want to act through like computer screen. I don't think that it could stay like that. Nobody really wants to see, I don't, like, I, I think you lose a lot of the connection. Like that's why theater is something I like to do is because of the connection and the feeling. Um, so I think, 
you just have to see how you could maintain, I don't know, that same feeling online. I don't know if that's even possible. Yeah, I totally agree. I know it's like been like really hard for like a lot of people, even just doing Zoom classes. And I know like there are other programs that have been missing out on a lot more because like, honestly, I've never felt more lucky to not take like acting classes like my freshman year because like, I don't know, I would feel like missing out on so much of my education not doing that. And so like, I totally get that. Like I was in a Zoom production, like in this, in, I guess almost a year ago now, that's like really weird to think about anyway. Um, but <clears throat> it's just, it's, it's super weird and kind of um, on that note, like, this might sound like a weird question, but this was the part two to what I was thinking before, but like, given that right now it's on Zoom and like, there really is no timeline for when stuff is really gonna be able to open up again. Like, even if Broadway opens up, it's like, are people really gonna wanna sit in a theater with however many people? Like, there's no way they'll fill up and there's no way that they'll let them fill up. And I just like, I guess I'm just wondering like, what's something that you guys are honestly scared of? like in the next three years and after that about going into this industry? Cause I know a lot of people who have like questioned their, you know, desire to do this because of COVID and stuff. So I'm just wondering like where your guys are at with that. And like, if you guys have any like fears of going into this industry and how you tackle that, I guess, cause obviously we're still doing it. <laughs> I mean, I have hope. Um... I, okay, so I guess if you look at how lots of people are acting now and the way tons of people are behaving, um, a lot of people I think are really ready to start pushing their life back to normal, even if it's not the best idea at this point. So I think when the time actually comes and we have the vaccine rollouts that are accelerating, um, I think people are really anxious to just finally get out and do something. And I mean, I just saw a photo of myself at a national tour house after a show, like popped up on Facebook memories. And I'm literally staying in a crowd of like a million people, no mask. It's like, so, like, I think people are really desperate for that again. And so when the time comes, I'm hoping we'll start to see stuff later this year in the fall. Um, I'm not the one making that decision. Um, it will come back eventually. I, the people overwhelmingly are not driven by fear. I mean, like you, we look back, almost 20 years ago now, you know, um, at 9-11, everybody got on planes still. It took a while, it took a little bit there, but people continue flying. So I don't know, it's hard, it's hard to say for sure, but I'm not too deterred. Do you, did you ever go through a period like, because like, honestly, for me, it was like, obviously like the first week of, of quarantine, we were like, oh, it's like gonna be like a week or like a month. like no one thought we would be like graduating online or like anything when like we first like schools first closed or whatever. Like, did you ever like question like your desire to like pursue theater? No, I'm, I'm like, and, and Megan, I think can attest to that at this point. Um, I'm a pretty optimistic person. Like I'm not like, I don't think of things ending badly mm -hmm. ever. So of course I was always like, okay, two weeks. Okay. Like gonna keep getting yeah. better, keep getting better. So of course this is not what I ever hoped for. But um, I didn't question it. What I did do is I've stepped out of it basically entirely at this point for now. I don't see this as a substitute for performance. So I just am not doing it, which I don't know if that, everybody needs to do their own thing. You know, I, I love that people are finding um, ways to perform on Zoom right now. It's just not for me. I did a little bit of like voice work in the fall, 
but that was something that I feel like can be done over this, but I'm not, I, I don't know. For me, I just can't sell the idea of doing a play for myself on Zoom. Um, I think I am not worried because I mean, we're always gonna find a way to like do something or figure it out. Like I think um, there's a like a production happening in the spring of a play that's just gonna be outdoors. So it's, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, I, I also think that I'm using like this time instead of like working on productions and stuff, you can just be working on like skill or just like building up, um, you know, like taking in um, knowledge from professors or acting teachers and stuff like that. And I think, yeah, I mean, I try to be optimistic too. I think we, we don't know what's gonna happen, but we can just hope for the best. Yeah, I think the the biggest thing for me is definitely like, you know, hoping for the best and everything. I just think too that I hope that a lot of change comes about everything going on right now. Like, I think that um, the idea of sitting in a room with like 500 other people is like very terrifying. And I think that even after COVID, we should be thinking about like, oh, like what about like the flu or just like common diseases, like the cold. Like, I think that we should be able to be like, oh, no, 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 we should have a space in the seating between people. And we should be able to like, have like distance still afterward. And like, maybe like we should like, I don't, I'm not saying like, oh, we have to be wearing masks after the pandemic. But like, I, I think that some of the protocols and some of like everything, I think that like what is happening right now during COVID definitely needs to be like a huge wake up call to the theater community, like in regards to accessibility and the way that we do things like, like Gary was saying, like with the spectacle of it all and like make it lowering our ticket prices and like really making it inclusive. And I feel like this time in particular where we literally are told by the government that we cannot be doing theater for the safety of others, that we really need to be like reflecting on the way that we do theater and like the positive changes that can come out after this pandemic. I guess like one of our final questions of part one to it is, is sort of like what made you guys choose your emphasis? Like I know Megan, you're an integrated studies emphasis and Gary, you're MT, but like what is something like maybe in high school or like whatever it was that like made you be like, this is like what I want to do and this is like why I want to go here for this and like maybe overall like why'd you choose UCLA? Yeah because um I don't know if we got it in the recording or not but like we were talking about how Gary like didn't even want to go to UCLA <laughs> but like like that is like yeah that's a that's a really 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 good question Zoe is like like you know why UCLA why your emphasis and then um was there like another school that you guys were interested in because like Zoe knows um I was like a diehard NYU person until I got into UCLA and I was like oh fuck NYU but but what about you guys I hate NYU by the way um yeah so I actually applied early decision one to NYU um didn't get yeah um which like whatever I mean no harm I'm, I'm like ultimately grateful in the end um but yeah I'm, I'm oh, this is no personal. I'll cut this out if you don't want to leave it in but did you get declined or waitlisted oh I was rejected oh okay I, I don't have I won't put that in if you want to keep going no, you where you I, don't, I, I have no shame I get we everybody who's been through like and Zoe can attest this too because you did I don't Nick did you do the crazy audition process for NYU yeah fuck that shit sorry but for, like, <laughs> for what how many schools did you audition for? Um, I I honestly I only auditioned for two for NYU and UCLA. Oh wow. Yeah, Nick. I know what you mean, Gary. Like, yeah, yeah. I didn't apply to NYU because um You're from New York, right? I'm not into going to school five minutes from my house, not what I do, not what I like. So I didn't want to do that. But um 
and because yeah. her mom went there and yeah. it was like a whole thing. So it made me feel so much better about not going to NYU. We did, I did, I personally auditioned for like 20 schools. I, so I actually did mostly acting too. I wanted to study acting. I did not want to go to school for musical theater. Um, and but I didn't I went, want to go to UCLA and I didn't want to go to musical theater. And now look what I'm doing. <laughs> it's not, it sounds wild, but I, there were some schools that I really loved, like some empty programs that were very acting heavy or felt, um, I don't know, it just felt right. And you said that it was one. So I decided to stay musical theater in my application um, for UCLA because the way it's structured is that we don't actually lose out on the core acting or other empty stuff. It's just like elective room in the end, uh, like theater electives and how you distribute them. So I can still actually use those extra electives for some of the other acting stuff. So I don't feel like I'm losing anything. I'm just like have this other MT stuff, which is not a bad thing to have at all. But yeah, no, I, I did not like, I literally applied to four or five musical theater schools in the end and had like 16 acting programs. So it's wild and everything works out how it's supposed to. I totally agree. Um, okay. I knew ultimately that I wanted to be in LA because I want to, I'm going to try to balance somehow acting and school at the same time at some point. Um, so I actually, I was waitlisted at UCLA and I committed to USC. <laughs> um, Blasphemy. But um, after I got the waitlist. Yeah. You were going to go to USC. Hey, 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 she's with us now. She made the right decision. <laughs> Learned from her mistake. Well, here's the thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna back up Megan here, and I've said it multiple times too. And I I did get like attacked for it. If I had gotten into USC's BFA acting, I'd be a trouble. Oh, okay. So everybody listening to the podcast, when you see Gary on campus, just punch him in the face. Oh my God. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, honestly, same. Okay, done. Oh, 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 oh my goodness. Uh, not now here's the thing wait I'll get into this after Megan finish your story sorry okay okay okay, okay. Uh, so, but I like I, I chose integrated because I felt like it had the most freedom um because I I, I don't really know what exactly I want to do and if I want to keep with acting or do some other part of entertainment so that seems like the the place where I can explore that yeah. Okay. And then, you know, as a fellow, oh, as your integrated studies representative, I will say, <laughs> no, I think it's amazing that you're in integrated studies. Cause like I, you know, I am too. And I feel like it's definitely the emphasis where it's like for the people who like don't exactly know what we want to do yet, but we also know that we want to do everything. So yes. it's like, yes. Right. Right. So it's like being able to really like hone in on like, okay, you know, what do I really want to be doing? And then how can everything be included in that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, let's just do everything. You don't have to choose. Just like jump from career to career. I love that though about UCLA as a whole, because honestly, okay. So yes, like USC, like, honestly, it, it wasn't, I don't think I would have chosen it if I'd gotten in, but I would have before I went to my audition, but I hated my USC audition more than I hated any of my auditions. It was like, I hated the vibe. It was horrible to me, but, um, um, but then when I like got when I was at UCLA's audition I was like wow this like makes me feel like this is like the right school because like I was always a person who like never wanted to give up school but I also am like a person who like really wanted to like learn like and learn about like every like facet of theater and like I think that that's so important because I think like even though I'm an actor and like 
I don't really see myself like writing or like doing much like design like I want to know about it because I think that makes me better to work with and I think it like makes you like a better person and a better actor and I think like learning more about like the world around you and about the world and like the world that you chose to go in I said world so many times in that sentence but I think that's like a pr- the thing that you say like has that I just don't see at any other school like I'm not even kidding I have so many friends at BFAs and like none of them are learning the stuff that we're learning and like in the best way possible we are learning so much more about things that like matter like I don't know to me that's what, but no honestly that's what I love about the UCLA program is that we are like literally taught to appreciate everybody else's art you know you're literally like by taking all of these classes we're learning like oh, everybody's job is equally as hard as my job is. Like, and you get to learn how to appreciate everybody else's job and you get to like understand that like, oh, okay, like we're all working together collaboratively. And then when you leave a BA program versus a BFA program is you get to leave and you're like, oh, I'm a theater major. If I really did want to work in tech and act and do this, you really could at this point because you have the background for it. Sounds like it's time for Curtain Call. It's everyone's favorite director, Nico Castro. I'm everyone's favorite New Yorker, Zoe Berkeley. I'm Megan Trong, and I'm an Integrated Studies Emphasis. I'm Gary Easton, uh, I'm a Musical Theater Emphasis, and despite what you may have heard, I love UCLA. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you so much to our amazing guests. Thank you so much to our awesome listeners. See you guys next week.